Hey guys, in today's episode, I am joined by one of my favorite artists and producers, Bijou. A Phoenix, Arizona native, Bijou exploded onto the scene in the last few years with some of his collaborations with Dr. Fresh and has since made a name for himself as a top G-house artist that dance music fans cannot get enough of. I've personally seen him play at some of the top festivals in the United States and more recently during the Insomniac livestream events. Today, we're diving into his new album release, what inspires him as an artist, and how quarantine has opened up new opportunities to him that otherwise would not have happened. So, let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. What is up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. I could not be more hype for today's episode. You guys saw the title. You already know. Bijou is going to be sitting down with me very soon to chat about his upcoming album release, which is dropping this Friday, July 31st. And we're also just going to be talking about what he's been up to in the past few months, what inspires him as an artist, and all sorts of things. I don't know. We talk about TV shows. It's a really good time. He's such a humble, down-to-earth person, and this is one of those like fangirl moments for me. So I'm very excited to share that interview with you guys in just a little bit. But I quickly wanted to thank everybody for being here. You guys know the drill. Uh, If you're new here, I would absolutely love it if you would do all the things Subscribe to my YouTube channel, rate and review the podcast on iTunes, you know, throw a couple stars in there. Uh, And if you guys can, please screenshot this and make it your Instagram stories and tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. I will always share that, you guys. Thank you for spreading the love. Thank you for telling a friend and sending a link to someone today. That all adds up and I really appreciate it. So thank you guys. Uh, And lastly, if you aren't already, you guys should join the Facebook group. We have an incredible community. Uh, It's growing quickly, which is incredible. And there's so many conversations going on over there talking about all things EDM and festival related. And of course, the episode. So yeah, there's a link in the description if you guys aren't already a part of the community. We would absolutely love to have you. So come on down and join the fam over there. All right. And with all that being said, I'm going to just jump right into things. So first up, we have our listener of the week. So for those of you who don't know, at the top of every episode, I like to shout out one of our listeners um, and you guys can send in nominations. So this is completely curated by whatever emails you guys send in. Uh, I'm always looking for more submissions. So feel free to email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions. So this one today comes from at bubblysam137, and she says, I would like to shout out the Female Ravers United group. They are the most incredible souls who join together to bring light and love into each other's lives. I found this group because you had mentioned them in one of your podcasts, which I love listening to, by the way, and I'm so happy I joined. These women constantly lift each other up and support one another during these times. There are so many talented flow artists, creative crafters, and countless badass bitches to brighten your day. I may not know many of them in the real world, but I know I love every single one of them. And again, that's from at BubblySam137. Echoing everything she said, you guys, I did have the creator of Female uh, Ravers United on here, Ellie. She's incredible. 
So definitely go join that group on Facebook. It's an awesome community of women. If you guys have the shared interest, you'll love it. We talk about things all the time. There's, it's so engaged. There's so many posts all the time. So you guys will really enjoy that. So thank you, Bubbly Sam, for submitting that. And again, you guys, email me anytime, raveculturecast at gmail.com with your submissions. And speaking of submissions, we are still collecting submissions for an upcoming episode all about your craziest festival stories. This is the last call. I'm going to be recording this episode this weekend. So if you guys haven't already submitted a story, please email me. And I want to hear about your craziest festival stories. It can be things that have happened to you or your group or things you've witnessed, been a part of, whatever it is, uh, go balls to the wall. I want to hear all the crazy stories. That's going to be such a fun episode. Um, anytime the episodes are curated by your stories, they're the best in my opinion. So I'm very much looking forward to what you guys write in about. And it can be anonymous if you don't want me to say your name. That's totally fine. So feel free to email me with you with that as soon as you guys can. Alrighty, so a quick intro to Bijou before we just jump right into this interview here. So I was trying to think back on when I became familiar with him and it's probably like 2016 or 2017, but it's been a couple years. And my intro to Bijou, I, from what I remember, was one of his collaborations with Dr. Fresh. I think it was that 100%. And it's just such a fun, bouncy vibe. Um, and oh my God, so much fun. And it was the first time I had really heard about the genre G-House which is heavily influenced by like hip hop. Um, and it's saying, you know, if you're a house fan, you'll really like it. If you like bass house, it's a little similar, but it's definitely got a little bit more of like, I don't know, like a darker, dirtier, fun, clubby hip hop kind of vibe to, to that genre. So Bijou is definitely like, in my opinion, a pioneer of the genre. He's at like the top of the game and he always is coming out with bangers. And, you know, I heard he was going to be dropping his first studio album which is so exciting for him as an artist and it is coming out this friday july 31st it's called diamond city and he had posted that this was you know you were going to see all different sides of him as an artist come out so i just wanted to talk to him and i wanted to hear all about the album and what he's been up to and what inspires him as an artist and just talk about life and just get to know him as a person so he was absolutely lovely again so down to earth honestly like honored that he sat down with me to come on this podcast this is a huge moment for me so I'm so excited to share this with you guys and you know when festivals and and events come back 10 out of 10 recommend seeing him live because his sets are so much fun I had the pleasure of seeing him at EDC Las Vegas last year and ever after always a great time I know you guys would love it so anyway go check out his music stream his album this Friday give him a follow uh, all my Phoenix natives, you guys are going to be very proud to have him on today. He's making a name for himself in that city and across the world. So without further ado, everybody, welcome to the podcast, Bijou. Yo, yo. Hey, how's hey. it going? I'm good. How are you? Good. First off, welcome to the podcast. So Thank excited you. to have you here. A lot of people are a fan of your music and are excited for your album. So they're going to freak out <laughs> when they I'm, see your I'm name. I'm so excited for that. Like, you have no idea. Oh, I can't wait to talk to you about it. Um, that's actually the first thing I wanted to bring up because I know it, you said it's been like two years in the making. And first off, it's called Diamond City. It's dropping July 31st. Everyone yep. get excited. Um, <laughs> this episode will be coming out either 
right before or right after that. So everybody go, go stream the album. But um, how it, does it feel? How does it feel? <laughs> it's kind of surreal, to be honest with you, because like, it's been like in the works for like two years. But at the same time, like some vocals, some things have been in the works for longer. Like, for example, the thing mm -hmm. with Party Favor, like we went through probably seven or eight demos over five years. Wow. Like since 2015 to like where at one point one of them was in like his EDC after movie, I think in like 2016 and it's probably never going to come out. You know, sure. it's like, all right, we're just going to put out Whoa and that's the one we're going to go with because it makes sense. So it's, okay. it's kind of surreal. It's a lot of work. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I like, I thought I knew what I was getting into when it all started. Yeah. And now we're at the point and I'm like, Ooh, this, this was crazy. And it's still yeah. crazy. I can't even imagine. Well, yeah, because you have some big collabs. I mean, when I saw your names together, I was like, that's going to be an absolute banger. I cannot <laughs> wait for that to drop. Because you guys just have such high energy, like live sets as well. Um, I've seen you at EDC Las Vegas and then at Ever After last year. And it's like always so much fun. But are there any other collabs on that album you can tease? Um, I mean, we got the one this Friday with mm -hmm. uh, DLNT and Vanna, which is like, we've been sitting on that one for a year. And it's honestly been like mm -hmm. my most anticipated song, like, with all my sets like mm -hmm. every single set all the streams everyone's like what is this what is this so i have a feeling that one's gonna do well and then because i've been saying this a little bit publicly i have something with denzel curry on there oh wow okay so it's wow. like i've been a long time fan so it'll be like the second time i've done something with him but the first one was with dr fresh so this is like solo record mm -hmm. and it's like it's funny because it's kind of current how it like with the times with sure. what happened like the track's called ftp which I'm sure you can imagine okay. what that means. Yep, yep. So it kind of just fell into place. Mm -hmm. That kind of was on there. And it's like, that one was just, that one was a process too. That was like an eight to 12 month process, getting everything mm. cleared for that paperwork, the feature. Right. Like, it's a lot. That's what a lot of people don't know. I think about albums too, is it's mm -hmm. not just the production of the album, which has been done since December. Mm -hmm. It's that the paperwork, getting all the features cleared, the collabs, the business side of it is what takes right almost more time sure sure and did i mean did the current situation of everything happen like did that affect the date of the album release at all um so that was something that my team and i really had to discuss and mm -hmm. this we've been rolling out singles since january right so like the one with wi-fi it was the first single but like we didn't tell anyone we were rolling out singles we just started rolling out these singles and people mm -hmm. were like oh it's just new music and we announced the album and i yeah. haven't come out with the track list yet so okay. because of that we were like, we made the conscious decision, like, we're just going to keep pushing forward, you know, because, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe we can't tour right now, and there would have been a big album tour, but right, right. I'm just going to make another album. Yep. Yeah, so. exactly. You have more time now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, just in general, I know you mentioned Dr. Fresh, too. Like, how how has collaborating, like, affected your career in general? Well, I have to, I could thank him for a lot of things. He just, yeah. first, because he's such a great friend, you know, like, first and foremost, the music thing mm -hmm. kind of comes second. Sure. Um, working with him and collabing is like early on in my career, I was doing a lot of collaborations. Mm -hmm. And at one point I was like, Hey, these collaborations are great. I have these great friends I'm working with, but I feel like as an artist, you need to be able to stand on your own two feet with solo right. records too. Sure. So that's something I've been focusing on for the last few years. But I know those collaborations have been a big thing. Like when hello came out in 2016, it came out the same week I had a collab with vanilla ace and it was my first night bass release. So it's like, those two collabs came out and mm -hmm. I immediately started getting offers to play out of state, which I'd never seen before. Okay. So yeah, so it directly correlated to that. It was big. Yeah. Okay. And 
Do you feel like, because I know you produce a lot under the genre G House, do you feel like bound to that by this album or do you think you went a little bit out of that? Because I know you said you, we can expect to hear some things from you that we haven't heard before. 100%. Like with the album and the concept, like I wanted to not only give you like every aspect production side of me, but I wanted to show people like who I am as a person. So you get a little mm-hmm. bit of music from the album also that I listen to on a consistent basis. Right, it's right. not just G House. Yep. No, but it's everything in the album though is hip hop influence, but you're not getting this G House. Sure. And I was going to ask you, that's a big question, but who in general, who influences you? And then what were some of your influences like for this album in particular? For one, I just want to say like Phoenix in general, because like, can I kind of give you like the background, like what Diamond City means? Mm-hmm. So you know how Travis Scott has Astro World, right? And he like claims Houston. Sure. Yep. So, it's kind of a big thing we're doing because I'm kind of claiming like Phoenix as my own, which I never right. thought I would do. And sure. it's like, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks here and I played baseball my entire life. For, right. Like, 18 years. So there's that influence, right? And then if you go into like the background of my name, Bijou means a fine jewel. So I'm kind of coining Phoenix as Diamond City. So like oh, that's okay, the right. album. Yep. Yep. So it all ties in. Um, but like my city's been a big influence. I guess like hip hop overall, like old school, like West Coast hip hop has been like my biggest influence, like mm-hmm. Dre, Snoop, but then you go to the Bay, like E-40, OGs, like Drew Down, stuff right. that people don't even really know about, like Selly Cell, people be like, who's Selly Cell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like, not gonna lie, I, I don't listen to too much like hip hop or anything like that. I'm a big Post Malone fan, but that's like yeah. about it. But you know, I, I appreciate all forms of EDM like I can listen to anything and just in general like I feel like it just shapes you as a person and an artist and we're going to hear that come out through all of your songs so I definitely think that's huge and then where you're from like I haven't actually gone to any shows or festivals in Arizona but I feel like the EDM scene there seems to be growing and they keep having you know like Phoenix Lights and Decadence all popping up over there. It's big there's like 10 to 12 festivals a year here and like yeah my management company are the ones that throw all the shows. So they're doing like 300 plus club shows a year too. Wow. Yeah. There's multiple venues. You have like talking stick, you have aura, you got shady park. There's like new stuff popping up. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just grown tremendously. And it's like, I came kind of from the roots of the Phoenix scene. I started as a promoter handing out flyers in the streets. Oh, wow. That's awesome. From the ground up and selling tickets. So I've got to watch it grow for the last 10 years. So it's been a really, really fun thing to watch. That's so cool. Yeah, I, it, it's so unfortunate, like, given the current situation of everything happening, because I feel like it was just on this, like, upward trajectory across the board as far as, like, more shows and more festivals popping up, and I definitely wanted to get out there at some point, but I don't know. I think the spirit is still very much alive, and things like your live stream sets and albums dropping are just sort of, like, getting us through this time right now, so, like, I very much appreciated it. Loved some of your Insomniac sets, by the way. So good. I I had to ask you, I was like, what is it like being in the Insomniac headquarters, like playing to basically Pasquale? (laughs) So I'll be totally honest with you. I don't really get get nervous about much. Yeah. That one was like different level. You're like on a TV set. with Like cues to come in and they're like, yo, time this, time that. And when I was waiting, like the the guy before me, he went over a little bit because they were just chatting, you know, it happens. Mm -hmm. And my nerves just started going and going and going. Right. And he's talking to you while you're also trying to plug in and everything. So you got to answer questions. And it's like, 
it's, it was a little different. I, yeah. I don't know. I was like prepared for that. But when I got done, I was like, whoa. It was like a breath of fresh air because I was nerve wracking. And you had like 50,000 people watching you on a screen. Yeah. You mess up. Like you got 50,000 people. It's not like maybe 300 people in a club and mm-hmm. you can on the mic and fix it. Like you can't do that in a stream. For sure. Yeah. It's just such an interesting, well, one, it's such an interesting time to be alive right now. And two, just to like watch it all unfold because you guys are coming out with your masks and like your gloves on and you're like, what are we doing here? But it's still so, so amazing to watch. And then, you know, just have like Pasquale there dancing along to everybody's set, but you, you killed it. And, and I mean, I think the, the risks far outweigh, like the rewards are just so great with that too. Cause you probably had so many people discover you in the last few months, just through those insomniac sets as well. 100% like my socials kind of went crazy it was like and it's something that I think is super important is like interaction with people who really care like I literally went through my IG like it's me on my Instagram it's not my team and I like literally DM'd every single person who watched and told them thank you that's awesome you know, that's awesome it's like it matters you know mm-hmm. it always yeah. goes back to like I say this all the time but all of us are people just because like I'm an artist doesn't mean there's any pedestal around any different from anyone else yeah I love that no that's so great to hear I I was going to ask you about your social media in general because I was going back to do some research and I, it looks like you recently <laughs> updated everything. So how much like how much does social media play a role in all of this for you as well? It's huge. It's honestly like an artist now and like being a producer and a DJ, it's like you're not just a producer and a DJ. You're like, mm-hmm. you're a social media marketer. You're a PR person. Like mm-hmm. you kind of have to do it all. And it's like, I guess just being in the social media era has been beneficial because I've been able to figure things out and my team definitely helps like, but I think social media is huge because literally people go to social media to find out everything now, right? Like newspapers are irrelevant in a sense Mm -hmm. and like magazines are still cool, but like if we're talking social media, it's the biggest platform and it's like now TikTok is going away too. I saw like, yeah, I don't know. The uh, security issues with that are a little alarming to me. I'm yeah. cool with it because I never use TikTok. I don't have a single video on there. Okay. So I'm like, whatever. Right. And I right. Actually feel like TikTok. This is just my opinion. Mm-hmm. I feel like TikTok, like it's great and it's been amazing as a platform for people. But like for me and like my music, I felt like it just didn't really translate because I guess my music, it's not for like. 10 to 12 year old kids, which are the mm-hmm. majority that are on TikTok, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I feel that. I know, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here about to be 30 next year. Like, maybe I missed I the 30. I, feel I know you I did. Happy belated. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Yeah, this is like a birth, this album's like a birthday gift. This is kind of like yeah. divine timing for you. But yeah, it's funny you went to try and go like do some research, but like <laughs> it cleared, I was literally going to clear it blank. Yep. And we decided to keep like a few album things up there, but like we mm-hmm. cleared everything just to be like, all right, you're only getting album content now. Right, right, so, right. So like if you were here before, dope. We appreciate you. But now we're moving forward and this is like phase two. Mm-hmm. Is you it know? still like for you, is it still a typical release plan or is it a little different because you don't have like a tour coming up right after it? Like, do you think there's more of an effort pushing this album now? Um, there was going to be a very, very conscious effort regardless. Mm-hmm. but I think we're pushing it even harder and how would I say it? it's something that's like it's it's insane it's honestly just insane I haven't yeah. this is different like it's constant interviews it's constant like PR stuff like media things and it's like nonstop. stop there's something that we have to do every single day wow so, yeah 
it's like josh who i'm sure you talked to yesterday he's like yo you're gonna be extremely busy in july i don't want to hear a single complaint i was like all right cool <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah booked and busy good yeah, things would like, be worse busy's good busy's yeah. good you know yeah well i mean well i gotta ask you too like how has it been being home obviously this month is going to be insane for you but how have like the last few months been also very busy um i kind of pivoted really quickly and i started doing production lessons so i saw that yeah it's been amazing like wow. i have a, uh, my business manager he kind of helps me with it um, and we have this whole operation set up and it works really well and it's been cool to interact with people on a one-on-one -on -one basis because everything's through zoom Mm -hmm. And it's cool because you're not in a classroom. I feel like in a classroom, like full of say 25 people, right. you're not getting that one-on-one -on -one help that you need and may want. So you're literally getting two hours one-on-one -on -one where we get to work together and we can focus exactly on what you want to focus on. Wow. So it's very, very pinpointed and it's had like a massive success rate. So I'm really, really happy with how that's been. And it's like, I've met some amazing people that now I'm even like, yo, like you guys were just listening to my music and now I feel like you're my friend. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah how, how long did you, um, when did you start that? Probably the second or third week of March. As okay. soon as I heard the shows were probably going to be stopping, I was like, I got to figure something out. Right, right. You know, and it's like, that's, I'm like, hmm. I don't like to use this term, but like, it's kind of like the hustler's mentality in me because like, mm -hmm. I work so much. Yeah. But it's like, I love what I do, so I'm okay with it. Right, so right, like, right. For example, after this, like, I'm going to go work out and then I have a two to four, 530 to 730 and an 8 to 10. Wow, all just back to back appointments. Yeah, and then tomorrow I have like cuz I have to go to Palm Springs this weekend, shoot album content. So tomorrow I got to go in the morning. This is so funny. I have to get a facial. Nice. <laughs> <Do my haircut. laughs> and then I have two sessions um and then I got to leave at 6 a.m. to Palm Springs on Friday morning. Wow. So Jeez, like, I mean, I feel like your career has just been like building in the last few months. Are you waking up right now and pinching yourself being like, what the fuck is my life? <laughs> honestly, it's been crazy because like I thought through this time that everything was going to plateau mm -hmm. and like there's been growth and I was really surprised. I was like, oh gosh, how's this happening? It's like, I don't know. We're just going to keep what we're doing, doing what right. we're doing and push forward. And it's like, I am kind of pinching myself. I'm like, yo, this was crazy. I feel like this could be like a very special moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And I mean, I think things feel a little bit different now too, as far as like where we were even in March when like it, it just was like cancellation after cancellation and things like that were happening. Like mm -hmm. I had spoken to Gesture and right when this was like starting and he was just saying like, obviously it's like such a financial burden on everyone involved in the music festival community and the music industry in general. And you don't think about all these small jobs that are getting cut because we're not having shows and things like that. Um, but there is now this time to focus on other things and to focus on the music and live stream sets or like other hobbies. So not that it's like, a, not that it's ever a good thing to happen, but like maybe these other circumstances would never even have occurred because you would have been so busy anyway, you know? 100%. I feel like it's allowed, it's honest, honestly like it has been a financial burden for so many people, mm -hmm. even outside of music, you right, know? Right. But I feel like it's also been a great time like, I'm going to say this. It's going to be funny because it's like such a stereotype. I'm vegan. So I'm like, yo, the environment looks amazing. There's yep, no smog. Yep. Like people aren't driving. I'm cool with it. Like yeah. if you saw videos like in Italy, you could see like in the Venice canals, like you could see to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't happened in years. 
Right. So it's like that's happened. I feel like it's given people a lot of time to like learn different things about themselves and spend time with people they care about. Yeah. So I think there's been a lot of benefits from it too. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And I think, I mean, in some ways, like I've been seeing more and more people out walking around, like spending time with family and like some of those things you take for granted. And now you just like have the time to do that and like invest back in yourself. So in some ways, like things have worked out the way that they should have. And now you're, you know, getting to meet all of these people through all the lessons that you're doing, but have they, have you learned anything in return from some of the people you've been working with? hundred percent, you know, yeah. I've learned so, so much. And it's like, I've had, I have, cause here's the thing, like I have students who have literally are opening Ableton for the first time to mm-hmm. people who are already releasing on labels. Like one guy, um, we started doing a few lessons and he was advanced. So mm-hmm. I definitely learned a few different things from him. But, like, we just signed one of his records, you know? Wow, yeah. So I'm not saying this is the way to get in and, like, sign stuff to the label, but, like, it can work, you know? And I was like, these tracks are amazing, and he knows what he's doing, and he's signed numerous songs after that. And it's cool to see people with aspirations like I had so many years ago, and I'm like, I know exactly how you guys feel. Mm -hmm. And it's also, like, it's opened my eyes to a different business model in a sense. I'm like, yo, like... I'm in the process of writing a curriculum now and I actually want to open like a legitimate school in Phoenix, you know, because like there is like a recording school here, but it's like more for engineering. There's nothing that gears towards like dance music production Mm -hmm. and say there's like different sectors. Like you have management side, you have production side, you have the business side that doesn't exist here. So why can't it? Yeah. No, I mean, if you find like, if you find a gap in the system that like you need to fill that a hundred percent, especially like during this time, even if people were interested in it before, but they either didn't have the time or, you know, found different reasons not to do it. This is giving people that extra push. Cause I, I know a few people who have bought equipment during this time and are like messing around themselves as well, who like never even had mentioned it beforehand. Yeah. So it is kind of like pushing people in that direction, which is good. People need something to do. And I feel like it's allowing people to find hobbies too, because people are so used to like the nine to five to grind. Mm -hmm. And they're like, just doing this. They wake up, maybe they go to the gym before they go to work. They work. Maybe they go to the gym after. I don't know. They eat dinner. They're like, all right, I'm going to watch TV for a couple hours and I'm going to go to sleep. Yep. Yep. Something to fill the time. Yeah. I'm the same as you. I'm like, there are every hour of the day is filled with doing something. (laughs) There's like never not a downtime. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I was, I was up to like one last night. I had to record another stream last night. Wow. The only, I was either going to do it Thursday night Mm -hmm. or last night. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it Monday night or what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, Tuesday. (laughs) I was like, I'm going to do it tonight, which was yesterday. Yeah. Because I got to get up at like 5 a.m. on Friday. Wow, geez. How do you like? How do you feel about live streams in general? Like, were you watching certain things before, or do you watch them now? Like, just in general. Um, I used to watch them all the time when I wasn't playing shows. Yo, I was like addicted to like the, um, the I what is it? It was like the IDTV or something or IB at TV. Mm-hmm. I would watch like I was so into trance and hardstyle back in the day. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> the melodies, and I would just like yeah. I'd watch all the Q dance streams. I was like obsessed. Yep. Um, and then like time, obviously I don't have as much time, but like mm-hmm. just last week, I think I was just chilling. I finally had some downtime and I was like, I'm going to watch some of the Foss streams. So I did. Oh, nice. You know, so like I'm watching some of them and I think, I think the streams are cool. And I think it's a way to broaden your fan base too, because 
Mm-hmm. Not everyone can get to EDC or Nocturnal or Ever After. Yep. You know? So people can sit at home and watch the stream. And there's people who have hit me up and be like, I had no idea who you were, but we love what you're doing. And I'm like, that's great. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's so awesome. There, there's been like just seeing this community step up during this time, like from the get-go. Like I feel like once things were starting to get canceled, we had – like the insomniac sets and people were popping up on Twitch. So that's just been like so amazing to see everything happening. Like there's absolutely been no shortage of music and it is nice that some of the sets are uploaded on YouTube as well. But literally last week's episode was the pros and cons of live stream sets. And it's like <laughs> free. You don't have to travel anywhere. All your drinks are here. Uh, yeah. What else? Like, you know, it's just, there's so many positives coming out of it. So it is pretty amazing to have all that right now. It is cool. I played a car rave too a few weeks ago. Oh, you it was did? about a month and a half ago. It was the first one they did in Arizona. Mm-hmm. And it was sick. Like it was two nights. So we did Friday, Saturday, and both nights were back to back with Dr. Okay. Fresh. Um, the first night was kind of. I was like, oh my god, am I about to fly to Arizona for this? You should have. Yeah. It was dope. But yeah, it was yeah. like it was it was cool. And like honestly, everyone did an amazing job of staying in their car space, and mm-hmm. there were no issues. Yep, yep. It was just a different vibe because like everyone's in their car space and they're far away from you. Yeah. It's not like the crowd is right there, but it was right. so much fun. Yeah. I'm glad that, I'm glad that like event production companies were able to jump on that. And cause like you were seeing these things pop up in, in Europe and I'm, you know, they're way ahead. They're probably going to have shows opening up far before we are, unfortunately. But once I saw those popping up there, I was like, wow, I really hope we can turn that around and, and have that happen. And there haven't been any, I'm in New Jersey, like there haven't been any in our area yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the um, shows and like venues in New York pull something together. But people in people in Brooklyn don't really have cars, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of like, I feel like a lot of people in New York just don't have cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no. we'll just all socially distance and stand <laughs> apart or like whatever. It's like uh, your stand space instead of your car space. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But just in general, like, how do you feel, you know, with like this lapse in shows right now? Like, what do you miss the most about just festival season or playing shows in general? Um, so like, there's a, there's a feeling you get when you're playing a show. And it's like, majority of the time I have like an intro, right? Mm-hmm. And when that first song drops in, it's like immediate goosebumps. I miss that feeling so much. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you can hear like, you know how in the crowd you be like, ooh, when the drop is just like so sick? Yeah. I miss that feeling, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something that you, I can only get in two places. It's either there or when I'm in the studio and I finish something and I'm like, yeah, I think I have something here. Yeah. You okay. know, and it's, I really, really miss that. And I miss interacting with the people. And like a lot of the reason I do this is because it brings so much, so many people joy. It's like, a lot of people have to work and this is like their getaway from that, you know, and right. the fact that they're coming to a show on plane to get away from like what they have to deal with. That mm-hmm. means a lot to me. So that's something I miss too, because I'm wondering, I'm like, yo, like how are people dealing with this too? Because they can't even go to the shows. Right. You know, right. cause it's like, it's not only about the artists. People love the shows as much as we love playing them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. It's like the sense of community, like that's been the thing I've noticed the most, like even with these live stream sets and like still seeing people getting dressed up and doing Zoom calls, like at the end of the day, it's all about like that human interaction between each other. And that's how I feel just about shows and festivals coming back, like even with health and safety precautions being taken, 
so much of it is like the shared experiences you have and the interaction. So it's like, is it still going to be that same feeling if you can't really like hug another person, you know, it's still yeah. get the music at the end of the day, which is the best part, but it just won't be the same feeling as that, you know? Yeah, hundred percent. And like as an artist too, like sometimes because like a lot of my friends who are artists are touring, I don't get to see them very often. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like when we're, we're playing the same festival, it's like, yo, this is like maybe the three or four times that we're going to get to see each other this year. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time we get together, you know? Right. And I know it's like that for a lot of artists, especially ones that live overseas. And like, I think a lot of the international acts that lived here, they had to move back. Because mm-hmm. I think they revoked visas when this all happened. Yeah, the travel the travel bans just like in general are crazy. And like I know the border of Canada is closed right now because um, I was talking to this duo called the Disco Godfathers. They're awesome. Ten times check them out. But they were saying they had shows booked in Florida and literally had to fly back home before they closed the border because they were, and they've been stuck there since like, obviously they can't come back yet. So, you know, Whoa. yeah, it's great. And even just in general, you still have festivals on the schedule in the fall, but you got to like half the people on the lineup. If, if they live in Europe or something like that, my night might like they can't even fly here. So, <laughs> yeah. so what are you going to do about the lineup? Just switch it up real quick. And like, yeah, I'm going to be totally honest. I don't think festivals are going to happen. in the fall. No. Yeah. I don't think so either. It's no. just crazy. But like, yo, know, in Spain, they just announced BPM for September. There's like 150 mm-hmm. acts on that. Yep. Yeah. I know. Once I saw that the, um, like the Ibiza summer was canceled, which I've never gone to, it's like a dream of mine to go do that. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. oh God, I can't even imagine how that feels <laughs> for so many artists. I want to go so bad. And it's like a lot of artists too, like that's like their summer. They spend the whole mm-hmm. summer in Ibiza and that's what they do. Right. And they're they Europe for the summer. Yeah. Have you ever played over there? I played in Europe in Croatia, actually. Wow. A couple years ago, this dude rented a private, so like, you're familiar with ShipFam, like with Holy Ship? Yeah. So this dude who's part of ShipFam, he's done like random parties, and he, his name's Corey. He's awesome. He throws, he had built a club in his house, hmm. right? So he books DJs, and he, he'll invite like 50 of his friends, and they'll have like this private party at his house. Wow. So one year he did Camp ShipFam, which was in North Carolina, and he literally rented out a summer camp. The next year he couldn't get it. So he's like, yo, I'm renting an island. Nobody believed him. He literally <laughs> got an island in Croatia. Wow. And took us for it. And we were there for like a week. Jeez Louise. Like oh, 200 God. people. And you like, yo, Claude even played it. Gee, oh, must be nice. Yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> what I aspire to be. That's so fucking cool. Yeah, Croatia too. Like they have some amazing festivals as well during the summer. I've heard and they have like a yacht week that I think, I don't know. I thought I read that that was still potentially happening this year, but I yeah. Mean, it's so warm out. The summer's not over. I know. It's so much potential. We just can't fly anywhere, but they can yeah, still have yeah, their yeah. fun. You can go to, uh, you can go to Thailand. Yeah, very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think about taking a vacation there? Yeah. Have you felt like, because I, I know there were a couple artists who right before this happened, like a lot of people were coming out saying like, they're just absolutely exhausted or they're taking a break for their mental health because their schedules are just like so insane. So I, I think about those people and I wonder if this break will sort of give them that, that actual break or like mental clarity. Like how, how do you feel? Like, did you think your touring schedule was like absolutely insane and do you appreciate this time or are you just ready to get back out I there? I think maybe I'm insane because I don't think it <laughs> was ever insane. Yeah. Right, right, right. Last year I did, around 100 shows wow okay like this year was going to be more like the tour the album tour i probably shouldn't sing this 
I'm not going to say it. I yeah, can't. I'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the album tour was going to be big. Let's just yeah. say it was going to be like North America, mm-hmm. Asia, mm-hmm. Australia, New Zealand. And it wow. was going to go over like four months. There's going to be a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I've already come to terms with it's not happening. And I'm like, that's cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you control something that's out of your control? Right, right, right. You no, know, this is totally off topic of what you asked, but um, I'm cool with the touring schedule. Like, you can send me up, you can send me on the road whenever you want. I've done like seven shows in ten days before, and flying across, flown across the country, wow, I think, three or four times in that span. Like, mm-hmm. I've done three shows in 24 hours, and I was just like, cool. Like, yeah. what's next? Right. You know, because like right, I'm, so you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm completely sober, so like. Okay. I don't have to worry about the hangover mm-hmm. or feeling like shit on Sunday morning when I got to fly home. Right. Like, I usually stay up after the club and just take the first flight out. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And I'll sleep a few hours and then just keep it moving. That's so, that is such a good point. I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I don't think I've been hungover in the last three months. <laughs> it's been a beautiful thing. Right? <laughs> no, it's been good for a lot of people. A lot of people, yeah. like, oh, I don't drink as much anymore. I feel amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's been good. Yeah. No, it's so true. It's just, it's a lot more like, if anything, having like a casual drink or something like that. But that, that definitely is a good point there. I think there's just like this, some part of you, like when you can't do something, you obviously want it a little bit more. And that, that's how I feel like a little bit about just in traveling in general. I mean, I had an aggressive festival schedule. I was planning to do probably like eight this year and just hop around. But so having that taken away, obviously, like you said, we just love it. You know, it's our hobby. It's what we love to do. We love to, to see friends we haven't seen and to take that away at first was just like such a like punch to the gut. And now you're just like, all right, I made peace with it. They're going to come back at some point and it's just going to be so much sweeter when we get to have that experience again. So I've, I've sort of like emotionally detached <laughs> from shows yeah. at this point. You gotta just let it go. Yeah. It's just yeah. one of those things. And it's like, I can't even watch like videos from old shows because I'm just like, oh, this sucks. I don't mm-hmm. just not watch. Yeah, a lot of people have been saying that exact same thing. It's it is. It's tough. It's definitely tough. But you know, like I said, in the meantime, we have music and we have Zoom calls and we have other things to sort of just like get us through this time. And uh, I did want to ask you if if you've been spending time doing anything else besides like um, doing production with people. How else have you been spending your time? Binge watching any shows or? Uh... <laughs> What is that show I just watched? It's about this. It was on FX. All right, so I'll give you the background on it. It's like I'm. So I was. I'm gonna preface it with this. I was a pre-law major, so like criminal stuff. I'm super into. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, it's about this dude. It's this kid who's really smart. He grew up, I think, in Crenshaw or somewhere in South Central. Mm-hmm. And it's about how he basically started the crack epidemic, and he was the biggest drug dealer. Wow. In like that space oh, i forget what it's called season four comes out next month it's on so, fx i have to look this up okay <laughs> yeah, i binge watched it for three i watched it in two days like all three wow. seasons non-stop i was like yeah. walking around with my computer doing things <laughs> and watching funny. the show snowfall yeah. it's called snowfall okay perfect i'll have to check that out i just finished um the jeffrey epstein documentary on that? netflix it was I mean, it's just like, it's heavy, obviously, but I didn't really, I knew who he was, but I wasn't fully familiar with the story. It was like four hour long episodes, but afterwards you're just like, what the fuck? Like, I can't even believe this has been going on. And like, with how it all ended and everything, you're just like, this is actually insane. The fact that somebody lived like this for like 20 years, it's, it's pretty fucking crazy. And now just that, wealth that woman was <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah. know. Like, 
stuff like that kind of bothers me a little bit. I'm like, yo, that dude was terrible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch that. And now that girl he was working with just got arrested too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the documentary, I think it came, well, obviously it came out in 2020, but you spoiler everyone, it they didn't get that on film because that just recently happened that she was yeah. arrested. So like, that's not really in it, but yeah, no, I, I recommend that. That one was crazy. I'm trying to think of anything else. I watch a lot of the true crime on on Netflix as well. Some of those documentaries, but I've been, a watch a re- been watching a lot of like random surf things. I don't know what it is. I've just been like really intrigued oh, by surfing recently. Yeah, and well, and so I was going to ask you this before. Obviously, being like huge, you played baseball for so long. Like, how do you feel about no MLB season? Um, that's kind of an easy question. Um, yeah, I'm sad because I can't watch my team. Like I'm a Pirates fan. So okay. like my dad is from my dad's from like up near Buffalo. He was mm-hmm. born in Pittsburgh. Um so I grew up like a Pirates fan my whole life. But at the same time I'm like, honestly, I didn't watch that much baseball. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to the games. I'm just disappointed that like I can't go to the games. Right, right, right. You know, so yeah. I, I am hyped though because I'm a huge F one fan and they just started the season last week. Okay. So F one is back and I'm like diehard Lewis Hamilton. He's just like a good dude. Awesome. I gotta root for him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm biased. I'm totally. It's like Lewis Hamilton and no one. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Though. Well, no, it's, it's good. Some things are getting through. I, I, same thing. Like you know, it's not music industry related, but same thing for all the athletes and stuff. Like you gotta feel for them. And I'm, I'm waiting to hear what the decision's gonna be about uh, the NFL because I'm massive Minnesota Vikings fan for some reason <laughs> and like I'm just like dying to find out if we're gonna have a season there's like no way they're not gonna play with fans in the crowd so then it's just gonna be the weirdest thing to watch on TV it's gonna be really really odd and it's not yeah. like they can give you seats that are like six apart you know no yeah most a lot of like games are crazy people at the games are crazy so there's no way they're gonna listen to those rules nope no, yeah. no especially like I'm a Bills fan and they got the Bills Mafia, which I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. There's no chance they're going to listen to what any of those rules <laughs> no, are. No, they're nuts. <laughs> so, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, you guys just got Stefan Diggs. From- sh- yeah. <laughs> We're going to win the AFC East this year. The Patriots are out. I'm calling it now. I would not be surprised. Yeah, no, they've been getting better and better every year. We should have had it last year. We were close. Mm-hmm. Yep. So- All right. I got Before I let you go here, I just wanted to ask, too, um, as far as like anybody listening who either would want to work with you or just in general, like thinking about having a career in music, do you have any advice for aspiring artists right now? Ooh, I love that question. <laughs> One, um, you have to be willing to make like any sacrifice to make this work. Like my time is so limited. Like I don't see my family that much. I don't see my friends mm-hmm. that much. You have to be willing to go all in on this. And it's a very difficult thing to do. And you got to take the risk. Because this is a very vulnerable situation to be in, and you never know what might happen. Like, for example, no touring, you know, boom, income gone. So you have to go all in. You have to work super, super hard. It's so stereotypical, but, like, there's literally someone who is working nonstop who's going to work harder than you. So you have to work, not against that person, but, like, Mm -hmm. you're going to work as hard as you possibly can without overdoing it, you know? And the biggest thing is believe in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you don't believe in what you're doing, then I really firmly believe that it's never going to work, you know, and you got to go with your heart on things that you're doing, because that's when you know that everything you're doing is really right. And I think that's what makes what you're doing specifically so special. For sure. No, that's so. a good piece of advice. And something to tie in with that, I heard recently, like, 
something I'm a little bit into horoscopes and stuff. And I was, I kept hearing things about like not comparing yourself to others or not competing with others. And similar to what you just said, I feel like at the end of the day, if you know you're working as hard as you possibly can, there almost isn't a competition because you already know you're working harder than anybody else. So I feel like if you have that, then you wouldn't even be concerned about like what anybody else is doing, you know? 100%. You're only ever working against yourself. And it's like, I don't listen to really much dance music anymore. It's because like, I don't know, like, I don't, like all my peers, I love what they're doing. And when they send me music, I listen to it. But like, Mm -hmm. I don't need to listen to what everyone else is doing. Because even if you're not doing it subconsciously, that may be in the back of your head. Right. And you may be doing things and you're like, oh, this sounds like this. And you're like, oh, it sounds exactly what, like what that person was doing. And you may get away from like what you really believe in just by that. You know, it's like mm-hmm. little Wayne always said this. He's like, I only listen to my own music, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't do that. But like, I only pretty much listen <laughs> to hip hop. Right, right, right. Yeah. You step outside a little bit. But yeah. do you think like, because, you know, because some people might say like, obviously play a lot of shows, get your name out there, like get exposed to people. But since you can't do that right now, I would argue like there's still a great opportunity because you can still just release as much music as you want. And like, everybody's still looking at Twitch and SoundCloud and things like that as well. So you can still just keep putting the music out there. Yeah. Now's a good time for that. And like a lot of bigger artists have stopped releasing because they're like, Oh, we're just not going to release during this time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. honestly, like as a smaller artist, just take the risk. Don't be afraid to hit anyone up, you know, and just say hello and tell them that you enjoy what they're doing. You know, like Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things creating that personal relationship with people and it's not a personal relationship that you're using them for business purposes it's creating like a true relationship because you enjoy what they're doing and you're intrigued by this person you know it's like it's like creating a relationship with anyone right i just enjoy this person's energy and what they bring to me when i'm around them like i just want to be their friend Mm -hmm. and it's like i think it's tough to separate those things when it comes to artistry and the business side of things, because like, I wish this could be only like dope. I just got to produce music and like put it out and right, that's right, right. it. And yep. nothing works that way, you know? And you, you got to take a risk too. Cause you never know. I mean, even having you on today, like I'm freaking out right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a normal dude. I mean, no, I know. <laughs> but just like in general, like I, um, I hadn't had any artists on really before until these last few months. And I just said to myself, I was like, people might have a little bit more time right now. Like you have to just shoot your shot and reach out and see like who you hear back from. And that's opened so many opportunities. So the same thing goes for anybody listening, like shoot your shot and put yourself out there. You might hear back, you might not, but it could work in your favor. Exactly. And here we are. And like, mm-hmm. I, I've had fun today. So if anybody was like, Hey, I don't know if I want to do this. I'd be like, yo, do it. She's oh, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. I really, really so, appreciate it. I'll co-sign you. Thank you. (laughs) Well, I hope I get to see you in person again at some time and go see a show. Um, My last question for you, what does, it could be personally, professionally, what are you most excited about right now? It's the album. You know, it's like, I'm nervous, but at the same time, I'm like, the feedback for the few people who have heard it has been amazing. So like, I'm just excited to Mm -hmm. get this body of work out there so that people can be like, all right, we can listen to this. Cause like, I kind of been teasing it. Like since last year, I was like, I'm gonna have my album done by December. Mm-hmm. I finished it by December, but I didn't say anything about that. Right. You know? So I'm like, I'm just excited that I can get this out there and people are going to get to enjoy the music. And I'm, I'm excited to see the feedback, whether it's good, whether it's bad, I think it's going to be good. Awesome. I'm just happy that I can get this out there and that it's boom, you guys have it. Cause like, yeah. 
it's mine right now. And then when I release it, like it's yours and everyone else's. You right. Know? Well, it will definitely, I do like a new music Friday um, Spotify playlist every week. So by the time this episode comes out, you guys, it's dropping July 31st, Diamond City, go stream it. Um, where can everybody find you? Tag your social media profile. IG, DJ Bijou. We got Twitter just at Bijou. Um, I think my Facebook is like official DJ Bijou. Like they're all different. They need to be the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Spotify is just Bijou, and then same thing with like Apple Music, Amazon, all that. You know, B I J O U. You are curious about the spelling. Awesome. Yeah, and I'll tag everything below. Um, Bijou, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back in just a minute with uh, our EDM news. Alrighty, you guys. Shout out Bijou for joining me today and doing this interview with me. It was honestly. Such a pleasure. It was so great talking to him um, and just getting to know him better as a person and just have like a really real conversation with what an artist is going through right now and how quarantine has affected him and his life. And it's kind of crazy just to see like how one door closes and another one opens. And I don't know, like where would we be if this didn't happen, if that makes sense in a way. But so excited to hear his album. I cannot wait. Um, again, you guys, it comes out this Friday, July 31st, and it's called Diamond City. So go stream it, show him some love, tag him in your posts, tell him that Rave Culture Cast sent you, um, and give him a follow on Instagram and all of the things. So thank you again, Bijou, for joining me today. And you guys, next up we have our EDM news, and I got quite a lot to cover today as per usual. So let's hop right into things. This is a new segment I'm going to call what music festivals are canceled next. Um, <laughs> we're laughing on the outside, crying on the inside, but this is like the reality of every single week for the last like three months. Um, okay, so Halloween was canceled. Dirty Bird Campin was canceled, which kind of had a feeling that one was coming. Uh, I think like anything right now, that's, you know, going to have a large gathering and be indoor. And like that was a whole hotel experience. So kind of have a feeling that was going to happen. And then lastly, Dance Festopia announced that they would be canceling this year's event as well. And this was another case of, you know, they were had announced some health and safety measures that they were going to take, I think, on June 20, 23rd is when they announced that. And it had kind of been radio silent. I noticed there weren't any updates from them. So I had a feeling they were gearing up for an announcement of a cancellation. But I literally just filmed an entire YouTube video all about the festival and the lineup. So we had to scrap that, but that's okay. Um, this festival does look really cool and it's something I'd be interested in doing in the future. But for now, uh, they will be returning in 2021. So that's all the news on festivals. Oh, wait, last thing. Um, kind of EDC Las Vegas news. I'd be surprised by the time this episode comes out, maybe we'll have a full answer. But Pasquale did tease on his Instagram stories that EDC Las Vegas news would be coming in the next few weeks. And he said he's only going to have the show if it's safe. Honestly, I've talked about this a couple times now. At this point, I feel like we're just dragging it out. Like there's no way in hell EDC Las Vegas is going to happen. It's like the biggest festival in the United States. It would be unsafe at this point with the state of how everything is going. I mean, California, I think LA just went back to phase one of lockdown. So I just don't really see how EDC Las Vegas would even happen. Um, so I feel like they shouldn't delay the inevitable anymore. But hopefully we will have an answer very soon. I know it's something that people have been looking forward to for such a long time, and this is like absolutely devastating for dance music fans. Um, but I hope that a lot of you guys will be able to carry your tickets over 
and you know be able to go in the future because I know how devastating that is but we I will keep you updated as soon as we have a definitive answer I'm sure if they don't have it maybe they're going to plan something in its place I don't know I was just watching the Tomorrowland stream today which was pretty fucking cool so maybe EDC Las Vegas could do something a little bit similar to that um, at the bare minimum it'd be nice to get a live stream out of them so we will see um okay and then we had some artist announcements but oh one last thing imagine music festival is also dropping the phase one of their lineup for next year on july 28th so i think at this point will that be out already what day is it oh yeah that would have come out yesterday (laughs) um so go check that out i'm sure i'll have thoughts and opinions on it when i read it but um that's pretty exciting as well okay so i wanted to share an announcement from dub loads because this came as a little bit of a shock uh, I, de- I definitely enjoy his music. I'm not like the biggest fan. I wouldn't say like I follow him very closely, but this was, you know, it's obviously always upsetting to see a message like this coming from an artist who clearly has had a realization about their life and their career. So he posted a very long, heartfelt tweet, and I suggest you guys go read it if you're a fan of him or even if you're just obviously a fan of EDM. But um, it was very interesting. He kind of just said that, for the last few years that he's given two dub loads, he just feels like he said it's a character he just doesn't feel like playing anymore and he doesn't really have belief in. Um, he just basically said he's kind of like moved on. I don't know. He just doesn't have the love for the craft anymore or for the music. And it's, I think, during this time with quarantine, like putting everything on pause, he said he's finally like had the time to just realize that like this isn't what he wants to do anymore. Um, He said, I'm getting older and I can feel the lack of energy and passion I once had consistently depleting. My passion was in my art and music and while I will always make art and music, it's simply a hobby at this point. I've always blamed myself for my failures. I've made a lot of stupid mistakes and burned a lot of bridges that I regret. This has been a difficult, this has been difficult because it feels like I'm giving up and I've tried countless things to pull myself out of this hole. More than anything, I feel like I failed my fans. Getting to meet all of you and share these crazy experiences, seeing people wear my merch or having my art tattooed has given me life. You guys and gals have kept me afloat for far long, longer than you'll ever know, and I could never explain how sorry I am that this is happening. So it was a very heartfelt message to his fans as well. Um, he's obviously extremely grateful for his career, and it's it's hard. It's ending any chapter, especially something like this that has given you so much and you've poured so much of your time and energy into. I cannot even imagine how that feels. So my heart goes out to Dubloads, wishing him all the best in whatever he chooses to do with his career. Um, I hope he finds happiness and joy in anything else, whatever makes him happy. So wishing him all of the best. And lastly, we have a statement that was posted from Mimi Page. She was a collaborator with Bass Nectar. You guys will know her on the song Butterfly, which he obviously is extremely famous for. And she had been very vocal when a lot of the allegations were coming out against him. And then when he obviously made his statement that he was taking a step back from his career, she had a little bit to say about that. Please, I'm telling you, go read her full statement. It's very long, but it is so worth the read. I feel like so many people can relate to it on so many fronts. Like she's approaching it from her perspective and her experiences that she's had from him as a female collaborator. And honestly, I just like felt for her so much, especially like as a female, like I've had situations in my life where I felt taken advantage of or I haven't stood up for myself. And I've 
definitely been underpaid and undervalued and taken advantage of. So hearing her talk about basically a similar scenario, like being wooed and being charmed and taken advantage of and manipulated and all in the sense of like a business setting, but then some of the inappropriate behavior that she experienced and sort of slept under the rug and didn't really fully process was inappropriate at the time. She kind of talks about all of that. And it's very heartfelt. I think it's worth a read, you guys. So go check it out. Again, her name is Mimi Page on Twitter. um, And it's called Words from My Heart, Sounds from My Soul, An Open Letter to Lauren Ashton, Face Nectar from Mimi Page. And it says it's a call for true, true accountability, responsibility, and healing action on behalf of the music industry. So it does get into a lot just about in general about respecting artists and paying them fairly and treating them fairly um, and just some sometimes how men versus women are treated in the music industry and undervalued on the female side 100%. So it's so worth the read, you guys. I can't say that enough. Um, and I think that's all I have for you in EDM news. I know it's a lot of stuff going on, but I just want to keep you guys informed and pick out the stories that I think are like the most important and the stuff I want to talk about. So that's the main stuff. Uh, I want to get into my songs of the week here really quickly before I let you guys go. I'm going to try and do, I have two new songs and one throwback and it seems to be a trend for me lately. So I'm going to try and keep doing that for you guys. But the new track that I'm so freaking into right now is the song House Arrest, which is by Sophie Tucker and Gorgon City. Chris Lorenzo just released a remix of it that is fucking fire. It is so good. I can't, it's such a good groovy dance song, house song. So again, look up the Chris Lorenzo House Arrest remix. And then I've also really been into David Guetta's new EP. Anybody? Anybody? Just me? Uh, I don't know. It's fire. It's like really, really great house bangers. Uh, His song Kill Me Slow is a big one that I'm a fan of. So 10 out of 10 recommend that. I think it was four songs in total. But yeah, um, all of them are great. But I really like Kill Me Slow. And then my throwback for the week is an Above and Beyond song. Hello. Um, I think it was in I.O. set. I was listening to an I.O. set when I was working out and the lyrics just like got to me and I was like, what is this song? And then I remembered it's from their group therapy album. It's the song You Got to Go. And the lyrics just kind of like hit me in the feels right now with what I'm feeling and it's a banger. It's so good. So if you guys are trans fans or you're not, Above and Beyond, You Got to Go from their group therapy album. That entire album is fucking incredible. I think it came out in 2011. It's definitely on the older side. It's at least 10 years old, but love it. It's amazing. We love Above and Beyond over here. So with all of that being said, you guys, we made it to the end of the episode. Thank you all for sticking around and for listening to this week's episode. Thank you again to Bijou for coming on and for sharing your story and your music with us. We are all very, very grateful Uh, And I can't wait for the album, you guys. So again, go stream Diamond City. That's dropping July 31st. Give him a follow on Instagram. And, you know, if you guys can rate and review on iTunes for the podcast, screenshot this, make it your stories today. Tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. Send a link out to a friend. That would be a huge help. Um, Whatever you can do. We would also love to have you guys as a part of the Facebook community. So again, a link will be down below if you guys want to join. Would love to have you guys come join the conversation over there. 
Um, please send in your submissions for either Listener of the Week, if you guys have any nominations for that, um, and also for our craziest festival stories. This is the last call for that topic. So that is all I have for you guys. I hope you're all staying happy and healthy. Enjoy your week. Do something you love today. And with that, I will leave you guys here. So I will see you guys next Wednesday in my new episode. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.